Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to the June 16th, 2023 edition of the Walker AC Experience. I am your host, Walker AC, and to you, my friends, yes, you are my friends. This is the experience, otherwise known to you as uh, Adrian, coming to you live for a digital download in selected theaters near you versus uTorrent. Don't worry, you are not going to get arrested for piracy. I'm not going to tell on you. And of course, as we always get started here, I'd like to thank Podbean.com for once again sponsoring this show. Come and join us. Subscribe to WalkerAC76.Podbean.com. That's WalkerAC76.Podbean.com. And as we go on here, let's introduce the co-host of the Walker AC Experience, also one of the hosts of the popular show Serial and Beer, now on the Walker AC76 family, folks. Mr. Kevin Yu. Hey, Kevin. How's it going, sir? Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. Happy preemptive Juneteenth. Now, what is Juneteenth? I'm still kind of unfamiliar with that. I grant, Granted, I should know what that is by now, but... Uh, but definitely, please enlighten me. No problem. Juneteenth is a celebration of the Emancipation Proclamation. So what's really interesting is that at the very moment I'm in Texas and I'm right next to Galveston, which is where the last slave was freed. And so it's a celebration that, you know, was kept to the black population for a while until we finally got the momentum to have it spread out to be federally recognized and it's been a long time coming up, and I'm glad it's here. Yes, I mean, I really can't complain about that too much, you know, being an African-American male. Uh, that's definitely something, you know, to study up on and to really um, learn about, which is the same thing as studying up on. Please forgive me. It's been quite the week, so um, I may be a little bit scatterbrained this episode, but fear not. I have my dear friend Kevin to keep me uh, steady on the ship here. Um, so before we get started... Um, how are you? I know we kind of spoke off camera a little bit, but we'll get a slimmed down version. I mean, how are you doing mentally uh, going on today? Well, you know, it's time to be honest, and it's been really tough. I've been having stress dreams. I, you know, had my last appointment with my therapist, and it's been a tough time. And, but, you know, the thing about the podcast is like, like we talked about last, uh, last episode, to bring positivity in your life, make your environment positive, and using you know, to adjust it so it's you're conducive to change your mindset. Sometimes it's, it can be done through, through sheer force of will. Sometimes it can't. Today, you know, I got my good friend with me, and that really helps me, you know, get through the evening. Yeah. So this um, episode. We're going to talk about mental health and how important that is. There have been multiple shows, uh, multiple television shows, movies, books, pamphlets, everything about mental health. Um, we're going to take a little deep dive into that ourselves um, and just give our explanations, our opinions, and uh, everything else in between about that. So, Kevin, by all means, I'll let you go first. Thank you. And mental health, I believe, is such an important thing. And, and it's interesting from our perspective, we come from a generation where 
psychology, mental health was just a butt of a joke. It's just like people call like a psychologist a shrink, and it was just something weird. And like to be to seek mental health is like something fundamentally wrong with you as a human being. And people just made a joke, and even people older than us just would never ever admit to any sort of psychological illness. And I, for one, am thankful that we've reached an age where. Having mental conditions is not a scarlet letter. It is not <laughs> defining you, and that we we're turn slowly turning corner where people can seek help and be healthier, and we can recognize that crisis that we have in America. I believe that we are such an anxious, depressed nation as a society, and that we have such a hard time dealing with it because. A myriad of reasons, because it's easier to self-medicate yourself, or to be in denial, or to blame it on something else, or because our Medicaid, our medical system is so bad, or that you know good medical care is only for the rich. It is when you take up all these factors, plus probably more that I'm not accounting for. No wonder we're all suffering from something. Yes, and I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit because I'm going to. Um, play point and counterpoint a little bit here and there. Um, and you are correct. Back then, mental health, it was a foul word. It was a bad term. It was, we are going to lock you away, uh, observe you, or just heavily medicate you, like you said, you know, because you just can't handle the simple day-to-day rigors of life. That was then. It was the basically suck it up, be a man, and deal with it, and or suppress it. Um, nowadays, uh, our society has become a little more softer, a little more understanding, a little more sympathetic um, to everybody's plight. Now, I'm not a big proponent of it, but that'll come later. I'm just glad that we have you know, various uh, ways in place to help balance out the human mind. Now, I'm not a big proponent of it because... I'm going to touch back a little bit. It all goes back to uh, nurture. A part of it goes back to nurture, um, depending upon your upbringing. Um, how did your family help raise your mental stability on how to deal with things? You know, versus, okay, you stub your toe, we're going to coddle you. Or you stub your toe, we're going to tell you to suck it up, be a man. Or don't cry. Or if you're going through any kind of uh, pain as a child into your teens, suppress it, get over it. That was the main mantra of most uh, mental conditions back then. It was just get over it and be a man. So once again, I'm pretty glad that they have the ability nowadays to say, okay, you're, you have um, ADHD or you have a particular learning disorder or depression. We can give you medication to help, to help get your mind back where it is. So that's one leap in the right direction, in my opinion. Um, I have more on that later. Yeah, um, I mean, I and it is somewhere like kind of that, and sometimes it's still that way now, with a lot of misinformation that goes on. They're blaming, you know, oh, like remember when people thought five G was poisoning people, or or you know, chemtrails. <laughs> it's out of control, and that, um, and that it does have to do with nature and nurture. Like I do believe that's you know. There's a lot of high-stress societies out there. Think about the suicide rates in South Korea and Japan. 
it is just horrific. Or like the violence that we experience here, you know, not even children are safe at school. People aren't safe at shopping at supermarkets. It's a high pressure, high stakes society, and that um, there's so there's like constant pressure and just like our value as a human being is only tied to how how much we produce and how much we have. So I think it's natural that we uh, have so many factors that are out to get us. And to think about the nature side as well, how much of these things are are part of your genetics, how prone you are to issues such as schizophrenia or um, other diseases out there. When I was in grad school, I learned about a, a disease called Huntington's disease, where you start uncontrollably moving your body, and it's term, you know, it's terminal maybe in your early 30s, and how that could impact your mental state. Like some people with that marked bones or bones, they don't even want to know because it'd be too painful for them to cope with, or going through a traumatic event. You know, so many poor people have been victims of. Some sort of abuse or another, or went through a traumatic, like uh, mental injury in their lives, and sometimes their minds can't handle it. It's there's a lot that goes into it, whether it be you know whether it's predefined um, uh, this uh, risk factors or just the environment, which is something happens to you. Yes, and along with that, it's a very touchy subject because, like you said, there's so many different factors um, that affects our mental health and that um, requires medication. So it's really bizarre because you're right. There's so many different stressors in life. I mean, for example, being a man, you have so many stressors because biologically it's your job mentally to, um, to grow up, to evolve, to provide, to protect you know, to to have that sole responsibility of everyone in your circle, whether it be married, girlfriend, you have a child, everything is up to you, your back is against the wall, and there is very little sympathy for you as a man um, to do all these tasks and to remain stable. Um, this is one of the old adages of a man has to control his emotions because if he does not, bad things will happen. He'll wind up in jail. So... On top of that, we have, generally speaking, really no outlet to balance that. And that's why sometimes medications may work for that. You know, tough day at the job, take a pill to relax. Um, you, know, as, you know, as a woman, as a mother, the rigors of being a parent might get to you. The, um, and forgive me, my brain is going to blank a lot. Um, <clears throat> After having a child, you go through the postpartum depression and you have to have medications for that. So my question to you is, as we go through this, where do we draw the line? You know, where is it in our mental health state? Does medications help us or, you know, or kind of hinder us? Well, I, well, first off, I wanted to comment on before. It's like, um, what, I mean, even when you don't fit into those roles neatly, what if you're the single dad? Or what if, you know, as the woman, you're the bread earner, and then you may face other stressors as well because you're not fitting society's expectations out of you. And so there might be some stress there. Um, when it comes to medication, I think 
I always like to put it that your mental health is like your 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 physical health. You broke your foot, of course you're gonna get treated. Of course you're gonna take medication and do this and this and this. But for some strange reason, people are scared of psychoactive medications, and I think it's just a, it's, it's the same thing. It's like if you're if you're risking gangrene on on your hand, are you just gonna be hesitant, be like, nah, it's gonna be okay, you know, I'll just walk it off. You know, same thing with your brain. If you are suffering from debilitating depression, are you just going to suffer and suffer and suffer and just hope that it goes away on its own? Or will you take that step to find the right medication for you? Because both things need to be treated the same way. Living a healthy lifestyle. Again, like think about the theme of our podcast. Creating space for positivity in you. It's a healthy thing for your mind and body. I truly believe the mind and body are, are not separate. I believe that they're, all, they're, they're inextricably intertwined. When you feel good in your, in your mind, your, your body feels good. You know, same other way, you know, if, you're, if you've got chronic pain, what, how much havoc that can wreak on your psyche. And yes, that is true. Um, it's a matter of, you know, I mean, you're right. It's really a matter of psyche. And I'm trying to, to, to really think to the point where I can only speak for myself at this particular junction um, when I went through my hard traumatic time um, in, in the 2000s and how it took me a lot to get my mind right again because I was going through so much mental pain and trauma that I chose not to have medications for it because I know my mind had to be clear for me to handle the next step you know, in my recovery, you know, with my life, you know, losing a lot of things. And... Unfortunately, most people don't have that. And it really makes me wonder that as much as we, you know, as much as medication is there to help us, there's a large percentage of us that, that really don't need that medication. And it really pains me to say that. And I know there's a lot of people out there saying, no, 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 we need this medication. But there's a, a, a larger group that does not. You know, we have to have that particular mental health kind of therapy you know, the therapy itself and have someone to talk to and have those conversations and have those mental exercises to get us back where we need to be. Mm, I would like to disrespect, I mean, disrespectfully, respectfully disagree. And I think that there is this, I just don't understand why we have this strange stigma. I, a theory of mine is that it is because of, it's almost an artifact of the war on drugs. And that we treat something like um, uh, something like Prozac the same as we do with meth. You know, it's 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 an artifact. Like any chemical, you know, which is funny because everything with chemical is bad for you. It'll mess you up. And that you know, this may be an unintended consequence of the war on drugs or teetotalers. And how like oh, everything is bad for you. Everything you know, any sort of pill, any sort of medication like that is bad for you. And it, so we still are dealing with the repercussions of that today. And I think, because I'm not afraid to admit, I have chronic anxiety, and sometimes it's debilitating, and I have depression. And I'm, and for a while in my life, I can manage it by having a healthy lifestyle, but there have been times I really wish I had access to medication to help me cope with it, because I can't just do it on my own. It, you know, it, like the, the neurochemistry in my brain, I can't just you know, work out enough to clear it. 
when I'm in the middle of something and I can't function and I can't and I feel so ashamed of it it is it is too much and you know if I could when I can because I think I have the time I have the capability now I want to take care of that because I can't muscle through like you know as like what you touched on earlier of being a man you feel you know you, you just can't muscle through, through these things because I'm lucky enough that I haven't lashed out I haven't punished myself I don't drown myself in alcohol or take it out on another another person. And you're right, you know, and each each case is different. Each case is totally different. What I went through isn't what you went isn't what you went through. You know, mm-hmm. and so on and so on and so on. So each case is different. So my belief system is that we were okay to a certain point without being heavily medicated. Now, that's not to say that medication does not help us today. You know, in a particular moderation, you know, medicine will help us. Generally speaking, it'll help us. But uh, a good portion of me believes that with therapy and less medication to be dependent on, I think we have a very decent chance of actually pulling through as a society. Once again, that's not to say that certain people need it. They absolutely need it to get to get their brain balance back. But I think we are heavily relying more on pills than anything else. Not to downplay, you know, what you're going through or anything of the sort. I mean, it's okay to have a different opinion. I totally, you know, I'm, you know, I'm glad that we can have this healthy, compassionate, good faith discussion, you know, which I don't think we always do. And to me, it's like, well, if you also think about it, like, let's think about high blood pressure medication, you know, it could be that, you know, you need it, that your, your condition is so severe that you do need high blood pressure. You're not going to just, you know, we can't just say, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to, you know, do this to, to fix it. But sometimes if our treatment, if we can lead that healthy lifestyle and it works well enough, maybe we don't need the medica- medication. So it is a case-by-case basis and that a prognosis is not permanent with some things sometimes it does change so it it is an unsatisfying thing to think about how each one of us is a single case study but it is really trying to know ourselves and and doing to be the best advocate you can be for yourself and really judging and not being afraid of either option whether it be medication or or being a, a mentally healthier lifestyle i think it's both but you know I just think it's people shouldn't be afraid to, to to go more into one way or another. We just have to be willing and conscious of what works for us for each of us. Of course, I mean having an open mind definitely helps. Um, <clears throat> knowing your body better than anyone that definitely helps. Also, uh, knowing what <clears throat> right things to say to get the medication that you need um, that mm-hmm. works as well. Um, because, like I said, it's, it's it's very difficult to to pinpoint what's going on in your brain sometimes. You know, I've had moments where I just felt like I was just mentally screaming and I didn't know why. And I didn't know how to present that to my doctor to have him give me the right thing that I need. You know, or to deal with the common side effect of certain medications that may help you in one facet but then destroy you in the next. It's a very, you know, it's a very, very thin line with mental health these days because there's so much out there that will help you in the long run, but yet sometimes you know you know sometimes the side effects the side effects of short term really destroy you. Um, <clears throat> this is why one of my 
once once again, one of my belief systems is I think we should sit down and have those talks with you know with legal therapists, legal doctors, you know, that will say, mm-hmm. okay, what you described to me is this particular medication or how you're feeling right now goes for this this particular medication. Um, <clears throat> and you're right on so many aspects that people are just terrified of coming to the doctor or coming to a loved one and say, hey, look, I need help, you know, because uh-huh. of That's, what yeah. I'm going through. And it's, 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 it's a stigma. Just to, just to piggyback on what you said, it's a hardcore stigma just to say I need help because you don't want to seem like you're weak, whether it be male uh-huh. or female. You don't want to seem like you're weak or you don't want to seem like you're dependent on a particular type uh-huh. of drug because you never know how long you need to take it to get back to quote unquote normal or, or what your uh-huh. normal is. Um, it is truly a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also feel that uh, uh, maybe a fundamental thing that we have to have is to be honest, honest with ourselves and honest with our medical professionals. I think that's the fundamental thing that we have to really grasp and embrace. I've heard it put that if it's mentionable, it's manageable. And that if we just go on being in denial, it's not going to give to us any favors. If we lie to our doctors about how we're feeling, we're not going to get the right treatment or, or, and or medication that we need, whether you, whatever your identity is. And I think that's the first step because once we don't have that openness, we don't have that readiness for, for, for help that you've touched upon, then, the, then we're not going to have really good results. And it's going to be really tough moving forward. It's really tough to have those conversations because I'm always going to lean back on the F word, the word fear, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Everyone is terrified because you don't right. know. You don't know what's going on with you. You don't know what's going on in your brain and on your body unless you, know, you medically diagnose as you know, mm-hmm. autistic or you know, heart murmurs or stuff like that. Everything else is in your brain and it's so hard to pinpoint what's going on. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm manic. So I took medication for that for the longest time. Uh, you know, I don't anymore because by the grace of God, I have a balance on what's going on in my, on, in my head. Not to say that I have my weak moments, but it's very rare you have an understanding on who you are and what you'll deal with just to get that right medication because God forbid you get the wrong medication that'll make everything, you know, 10, 50 times worse. Uh-huh. And something that I think about sometimes is that people like to self-diagnose to themselves. I think that's a danger. It's, you know, I don't want to contradict myself, but solely just thinking of one way when you have a one-track mind it's not going to help when i tell people i haven't engaged in anybody because i think that's a touchy subject of self-diagnosis sometimes i want to ask them well did you perform um differential diagnosis do you know how to do that how you don't how you know you don't have this this and this uh, or the criteria i think it's a it's almost a, a weird combination of called hubris and also the f word fear fear that and because at least having a, some sort of diagnosis that you can understand and you get and you feel comfortable, it gives you a sense of control. But what if it's wrong? And if you're wrong, you might do the wrong treatment or the wrong medication. 
yeah, once again, you know, it is a humongous slippery slope and there is not really a concrete solution to it. That's the bad part. They're coming out with so much medications on a daily basis to help out with depression, to help out with stomach aches, to help out with the common cold, but there's so many side effects attached to it that you're never mm-hmm. really 100%, which adds on to which adds on to the fear. So this is uh-huh. why I believe that in a perfect world, we would have free therapy because I believe that what's, you know, that's what's really needed. Just free therapy, sit down, have those sessions, and after maybe a, a good amount of time, the therapist can recommend a particular medication for you instead of you coming uh-huh. in and saying, hey, I'm not feeling well, I'm depressed. Okay, you're depressed. Here, take this. Uh-huh. And you take that, and yes, you may feel better, but then something else is wrong. Or you may take it, and you may, uh-huh. you know, you may feel a certain way because the doctor doesn't know that you, know, that you might have psychosis or that, uh-huh. you know, that she has something else going on upstairs that hasn't been diagnosed yet. So that, right. that is so many layers to that, which makes it so difficult for, for, for mental health. And in, 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 in the world, not necessarily the United States, like you said, in Japan, all the other countries. And it's really hard to come up with a solution for that. Right. It's a multi-pronged approach. There's a lot of facets to it all. Sometimes I think even it's even grounded into our society, even our fundamental identities of who we are. Like I mentioned earlier, like it's, I really believe we live in a meritocracy that who you are is defined by what and how much you can produce. That is you. And if you cannot measure up, if you cannot, uh, you know, be fabulously wealthy and well-known and be respected as this, then that hits you. If your ability to, to provide for your family is compromised, that hurts you or even yourself. And so as a, as you ground the character and even like things such as healthcare in America, I believe that healthcare is a public good is a human it's it should be a human right think of how much our society is impacted negatively because of our healthcare system being so so horrible and how there's so many people with serious mental issues that can't get help no wonder we no wonder there's a mass shooting every 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 week it's and we just we just sit here thinking that sucks and we just take it what kind of society that we want to live in that's to me, it's like us outrageous, and the fact that like we have to take care of each other and ourselves. When we take care of ourselves first, and then we take care of each other. But when there's barriers that you take care of yourself, what are we gonna do? And it, and yes, it is extremely challenging. But when we are able to think about the fundamental issues, because you know, if if you can support with your efforts in the little ways. You know how we how we contribute to each other's mental health, like not freaking out when somebody cuts you off in, in you know in, in traffic, or just you know having an upbeat attitude like you know you showed that customer when last episode. I think that that can intru- contribute to the environmental factors which we talked about last time. That can just move the needle forward. And with enough momentum, who knows what we can change. You know, again, it's all positivity, thinking that we can have the power. Society is made up of the people. People have the power. And we work together. And we really think about it. We really realize things. Things can be really 
changed for the better. Well, when you break it down, it all goes back to nurture. It all goes back to how your parents raised you and how you handle certain situations. How you start from scratch as a baby to preschool to kindergarten, everything, learning these life lessons, learning how to control your temper, learning how to acknowledge something isn't right and taking the proper steps to fix it. Instead of, like you mentioned a couple of shows back, okay, baby's crying, put a pacifier in his mouth or give it a candy. You know, or you, you know, you get a boo-boo on your leg, suck it up, get over it, let me coddle you. There has to be better ways to start young and get everybody in a, in, a, in a particular mental mindset. Even if it's even if it's child therapy, teenage therapy, adult therapy, or taking certain classes before you graduate high school to let you know that what the real world is going to be. Yes, you can take auto mechanics in high school or cooking or anything of the sort, but there is never a course that will sit you down and say, hey, look, this is what's coming. Because it's a culture shock when you go from high school or college straight to the real world. And that's when it's, it's challenging to test out who you are as a human being. You know, either you'll succeed with very minimal hardships or you'll just sink and you'll drown mentally and then what's the other recourse than to lash out because that's all you know. You know, hence school and shootings, I, yeah. hence mall shootings, stuff like that because, you know, the person or persons has no control over their emotions and their mental health because they never had that particular guidance on how to handle it. And um, when we... I'm glad that you mentioned this. Sometimes I think about the education system and what is it, what's, the, what's the goal? And we have to remember that the purpose of education originally was to make factory workers. That's where there was a bell. That's why people sat in rows. It's, it's prepared that. And it's, in many ways, it's still to make you a good little worker. You, you, know, you know, we're still dealing with things, so, you know, the after effects of the, like, no child left behind and how things are so, so high stakes test, tested. And that I believe that, yes, it's important to equip people with vocational skills and, and critical thinking skills. But another piece that I think is that now it really needs to be addressed is how we deal with the world. Like you mentioned, the, the world's hot, so high stakes. You, you better sink or swim. And that we're not, we don't, we don't teach each other what to do, how to deal with it. I uh, watched this video years ago about this um, elementary school class in Japan where they're directly teaching them about empathy. And I think that was powerful. I think if we teach children at a very young age how to deal with your, your emotions, how to treat other people, how to navigate what happens when we're feeling bad, it can pay off in spades. And it's never too late. And I think that's an incredible life skill because once we can manage our emotions we don't have to hit the bottle we don't have to be reckless we we can be conscious of what we do you know yes and i agree with you 100 percent. you know so once again that's that's the main thing that's the that's the six million dollar question is how do we control it how do we balance our mental health with all the multiple millions of personalities that are out there there isn't one best way i wish there was you know, then we can have that particular mindset going into the real world and handling real world problems. 
because right. it's you know it's interesting because I'll make it about me just for a couple seconds. When I went through my mental crisis, like I mentioned earlier, I had just one of two logical reasons in my brain, whether it be lash out or suppress it, and I just couldn't deal with it. Not that I couldn't deal with it, I just didn't want to deal with it. I wanted to push it down and just push forward with life, and hopefully it would just magically disappear. It took me years later to look in that mirror and have that conversation you know, with myself and get that professional help to say, okay, look, this is what happened. Okay, we acknowledge what happened, so now we need a solution. So now we're okay. going to talk about it, and if you need something to balance out your brain, this is, this is what we're going to give you. And now hindsight being 2020, if I had that particular um, guidance when I was younger on how to, you know, how to handle stuff like that, then I, then I think it would have been easier. Now, granted, the pain would have still been there, but it would have been more easily manageable. Because mm-hmm. if I can barely make it through what I went through, just think of what the just think what the other person with less upbringing, less structure, how they would handle it. They would lash out uh-huh. in a very violent way because that's the only thing they know. You know, hence uh-huh. hence what's going on right now. It's all uh-huh. a matter of just once again, it's. It's 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 nurturing, and it's kind well, of a t- it's kind of a too little, too late kind of thing sometimes. Well, you know, when you mentioned the superhero question, I actually have an answer. You see, the thing is, we're not doing much about it. I mean, there is people just talk. It's like, oh, we need more mental health. We need it. We just like so. You just said it. So what? You know, make it happen. It's a crisis. It's been a crisis. It's been a it's been a problem of humanity as we as we've developed, and we don't do anything about it. And I and like instituting like mental health checks for children, you know, or, or or just having you know respecting mental health days for workers, providing more funding, doing these things can really help people. You know, I once read top 10 myths of, su- of suicide and one of them that was surprising that that children that are not immune to suicide young children you know and people need to take that seriously like i have to i'm, I'm, a, I'm a legally mandated reporter and i have called emergency psych services on patients before and it made me feel so horrible for some reason but I told myself, I'd ra- I can't sit here and do nothing. I'd rather be totally wrong. I'd rather be yelled at than ever have the possibility of knowing that this person is going to be on the news later in life. And I'll stand by that. I will, I will do the right thing because I, I am called to do that. That's my responsibility as a person. This is very admirable of you. I mean, I wish we had more people out there like that. And it- Well... <laughs> Well, yeah, we do have more people out there like that. It's just, you know, I just wish they were more easily accessible. Exactly. That's part of it. That's part of the environment's part. It's, it's, the, it's the systems, you know? Like, it, it, yeah, I mean, if you have the... It's almost like a luxury to seek um, proper care. You need to have the time and money to do it. 
when you're when you're out there, you're hustling. You got three jobs. You got kids. You, you got a partner to take care of. You know, you, you got a car. You got this, this. You got in this. It is so tough, and no wonder people are just like done. It, it, it's a shame. It it is, and once again, I'm going to go back to the a word sometimes. It also goes back to accountability. You know, I mean, if you if you know something's wrong, and this this sounds really cold and callous, and I don't mean for it to come out that way, but sometimes we have to be we have to be accountable for ourselves and our own mental state to know that we need to reach out for help, and sometimes swallowing that fear because it's either I'm going to hurt myself or I'm going to hurt somebody else, mm-hmm. and you know, it all goes back to being a you know a um, a product um, of society. You know, doing the right thing, making a living for yourself, even for your loved ones and whatnot. And we just have to take those steps to say, I'm not okay. And take that first step mm-hmm. and ask for help and have that sit down first before before going to the medication. We don't want to we don't want to self diagnose, look up Google mm-hmm. and find out that, you know, this is what this is and I'm freaking out, I'm getting diagnosed and take the wrong medication mm-hmm. or, you know, the wrong doctor is going to prescribe you the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just once again, you know, yeah. just those conversations. That's right. Like we talked about in the past, like the F word, being f- afraid of change and just knowing, going with the devil, you know, that the angel you don't. And, you know, I just want to state, you know, directly that I wish we were in contact when you had that hard time. I really wish I was. You know, for those that know, that may know either one of us, like we haven't seen each other in 20 years and I'm looking so forward to seeing you again. And, you know, I just wish I, wish I could have been there for you. Oh, it was a very rough period. And looking back at it, I'm glad I went through it in a very bizarre way because that mm-hmm. helped shape me into who I am today. It let me know my expectations. It lets me know my limitations as a human being. It let me know how far I can be pushed and didn't break and Uh it either strengthens you or breaks you you know it Uh is season one or the other and you know I'm very lucky I'm very blessed that it didn't break me but in saying that if I wasn't too scared if I wasn't scared to reach out and get the verbal help you know I, I needed then I wouldn't have had to go. Then you know. Then I wouldn't have to go on through it for so long. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah, it's. I think like, it's when I was younger, I didn't fully embrace it. But like, when people say it takes so much strength to ask for help, it's especially when you're you're in the cage of masculinity. It's it, age is a dirty word, you know. But like, really reaching out, I think. That's why when we, when we're called to help each other, especially in those times, you know, I think it's, it's almost like you could save someone's life when somebody's reaching out for you. So I encourage all our listeners, when people are doing it in obvious or subtle ways, when they're reaching out to you, please be sensitive to it. You could literally save a life. Yeah. And also, 
you know, just like just like you said, Kevin, you know, reach out and offer help. And if they don't want help, at least try to point them in the right direction. Yes. Yeah, like we talked about last time or many other times, you're you're not their psychologist. You're not their counselor. And it's okay to be unequipped and that it's you know, you can't take the, upon that responsibility and if they can't if they don't want that help then then that's okay because people got to want it they got to be motivated enough to do it and, you, and it's not your responsibility to to be that savior but you know if they're sincere about it you know trust your gut trust your instinct and that you'll know what to do yes my mother used to tell me she goes you can't save you can't save everyone you can't save everyone as harsh as it may sound. You can't save everyone. Just okay. hopefully don't be around them when they go off. But it's had to be a little bit silly and just put that in there. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, mental health is important. And if anyone who has listened to the Walk Racy experience when I first started doing this four years ago, I used to say all the time, you matter. You know, okay. I would ask my, my audience out there, how are you doing? Have you done something nice for yourself? Because in this world, this big, big ball we're on, you matter. You're here for a purpose. Uh-huh. Make you know, make your time here mean something. So, uh-huh. so yeah. you know, that's that's definitely me on my soapbox. Um, before we wrap things up, did you have anything else we would like to touch on other than mental health, which of course is a very important thing? Uh, anything else did you have for us? Mm. On the bizarre lighter side, because I want all of our, you know, podcasts to be super heavy and such. Um, you know, I'm a language person, and one of my newest words I despise <laughs> is the word melty. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> I noticed it's only used for junk food, for garbage, and that's my measuring stick. Like, oh, in your commercial, you you said just melty is automatically dumpster food. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> Interesting. Well, uh, I'm not a big fan of the word moist. Don't like that word either. So. <laughs> oh, man. You, don't you like Duncan Hines cake then? It's moist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the last thing I want to think about when I eat food. But uh, <laughs> strange perversion attached to that. Um, oh, it's great. Um, now, did wow, I can't recover from that one. Did you have any rants before we uh, before we end the show this week? Uh, well, that was the rant, but you know, uh, um, let's see, rants. You know what's really a pain in the buns? Fingernails and toenails—they're out of control. Like, <laughs> like I, I get, I get, I get mine professionally done because I don't want to look all the jagged, you know, like I'm saber tooth. It's you know, I, you know. But mine breaks so easily, and part of it is my own fault. It's like trying to open packages of my nails. Like, oh yeah, just break my nail. I'm like, oh, not again. <laughs> and then I'm just like foolishly like, oh, not again. <laughs> so it's part of me not just being careful. So fingernails and toenails, take care of them. Get your vitamins in, and don't use abuse them. Yes, exactly. You know, of course, all you nasty people out there, clip your toenails. Don't leave them hanging like Wolverine or anything. You're not animatium. You know, you can't scratch your people or anything of the sort. Um, <laughs> now, my big rant, it's a very simple rant. 
Um, I like being self-aware. I like being self-aware. And anyone who's anyone who knows me, knows my show, knows I use a whole lot of self-deprecating humor um, just to cover up, you know, my little insecurities, my little intricacies I have about myself here and there. Um, But there is nothing more frustrating than someone who's not self-aware of themselves, Um, especially at our age. You know, I urge people, I urge everyone, um, not because I'm doing it now in my ripe old age, I think it's really important just to be self-aware, you know, to really understand who you are, you know, to really understand what you can deal with, what you cannot deal with, whether it be working at your job, whether it be dealing with family or dealing with relationships, you know, you, you really have to be the rock in your own world and you really have to just, you know, just be unwavering in your expectations. Now, don't get me wrong. Obviously, there is, you know, like two two sides to a story. There's compromise and whatnot, but you really have to be careful in altering who you are as a person to make somebody else happy. Mm-hmm. Because if you do that for one, you'll do that for many, and then after a long period of time, you won't know who you are. And that is the worst feeling in the world. Trust me, I'm speaking by experience. It's just, you know, just have that look in the mirror as, as, as young or old, as old as you are. Have that strong look in that mirror and find out who you are as a person and what you stand for. Because if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for everything. Yeah. Very nice. So uh, shall we go for shoutouts? Yes, by all means. By all means. Well, thank you. So my shout-out goes to 988. 988 is a crisis prevention hotline. It's free. It's 24 hours a day. Um, please use it. Please spread the word. It's something that, you know, I've used before. And not too many people know of it yet. So please know it's another resource that's available to you. Very good. And also, I have two of them. Uh, 211. If you dial 211, uh, you'll be on the phone with a licensed therapist. Uh, and they will speak with you. And if it's something really severe, they have the ability to send out paramedics to help you and talk to you. That's really important as well. Also, on top of that, um, go to betterhelp.com. They're not a sponsor of ours yet, but um, BetterHelp um, can give you a couple of free sessions over the phone. Um, It's just somebody to talk to, not to analyze you, not to tell you what's wrong with you, just to listen. Um, Because there's nothing more important in this world to having someone listen to you. And if you need somebody to listen to, you need somebody to vent to, you're more than welcome to leave a comment down below in the comment section. You can always email us at slackingmajestically01 yahoo.com. That's slackingmajestically01 yahoo.com. Of course, all of our links, they're on Twitter. They're on a couple of other sites when we upload our show. Um, So once again, there's only one you. And you have to take care of you. No one else is going to do it for you. To steal my buddy Kevin Yu's line, no one's going to do the push-ups for you. Um, <laughs> because as life gets 
shorter, our memories get longer. So the more time you're not spending on self-care, on your mental health, or just your overall development is another day wasted. And so please don't waste any time because you never know when it's your time to expire. So, and of course also, yes. So if anybody wants to reach you, Kevin, where can they reach out? Where can they reach out to you? Well, uh, please listen to Serial Bear. It's all now it's part of the uh, AC Walker, the Walker AC Experience flagship. So we're still along with them. Uh, we usually post on our Facebooks. Um, so you know, feel free to comment and please, you know, subscribe. Tell your friends and family about it. Yeah, just uh, reach me over there. <laughs> yes, um, and so what I'm doing a small aside here. I'm putting up the last three episodes on Podbean. So just keep a lookout for that. Um, I put March 2023 up already. That's got plenty of views and some really good reviews, uh, really good rave reviews on that. And I guess the next couple of days, I'm going to put uh, April and I'm going to put June on there because I think you guys skipped May, so I'm not too sure. Yeah, dang it. It's, 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 it really annoys me because like, we missed our Asian American Heritage Month. Dang it. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, and of course, a small inside joke, uh, Kevin, who are you to talk shit about Panda Express? So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a snobby, I'm a snobby Asian, that's who. <laughs> and for people who want the reference to that joke, stay tuned and listen out for Serial and Beer Podcast. You will definitely get that reference. I had to do it. Um <laughs> Thank you, my co-host, uh, Kevin, you for, you know, for being part of the show one more time. You've added so much to this show. I truly appreciate you, my friend. I love you to death, and you are one of the very few I will take a bullet for in this world. Um, this has been the Walker AC experience. I have been Walker AC. This has been Kevin Yu. You have been our friends, our family, our loved ones, uh, people who love us, people who hate us, but you're going to listen anyhow. And uh, Kevin, I'll give you the final word before we sign off, my dear friend. Thank you so much. Um, first, you know, thank you for being able to facilitate this important, sensitive topic, having you know, and keeping our our respect for each other and openness of ideas at the forefront. I really appreciate that. And for those of you out there, you know. Congratulate yourself when you make those positive changes for yourself. Recognize it, celebrate it, because you're worth it. You gotta tell yourself the the steps you take that are positive is worth it. It's a celebration of you as a person. And again, to echo you, you matter. Yes, folks. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>